Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And this is a special direct, direct, heat, heat, heat episode. Oh, oh, oh. God, your sound effects. Um, yeah, we've talked about this a, a bit leading into the new year. Uh, you're seeing more and more direct heat cooking show up, um, not just in Texas barbecue, but on restaurant menus as well. But Texas barbecue is kind of started to take a path back towards some of the older school preparations you know some of which were direct heat cooks and so you're, you're seeing more of it in barbecue and it, it's definitely a, a different flavor profile and 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 lends a completely different experience to the customer and, and i guess we should start first by no means is direct heat cooking a new cooking style uh, probably one of the oldest cooking yeah, styles but about as primitive as you can get but it, it it seems to be taking on a resurgence in Texas barbecue, especially, and we're seeing more of it around. Um, and it, what what we like about it is it offers a different style of cooking in addition to offset. And what we really like is starting to see more pitmasters that are doing both styles of cooking in their restaurants. So you get you get a combination of options. Yeah, and there there are some meats that lend themselves really well to it. And you've got as you get more creative guys a lot of people with chef backgrounds that are getting into barbecue a lot of them that you know they have they have that itch to not just do the same offset cooking every day and this is a way for them to kind of express some creativity in the meats they cook because you've seen it a lot over recent years in in sides and the revolution of sides and how that has changed and so this is just another avenue for these creative people to start to showcase meats in a different way so first off let's talk about what is direct heat cooking specifically so, so direct heat cooking is the coals underneath the meats. Um, the, the box may have the fire, the fire area, smoker box, whatever you want to call it, might have an exhaust, and it might not even have an exhaust. It might just be intentionally leaky. But the, the fire, there's no active flame. That's one of the most important things. But yet there are coals, hot coals underneath the meat. Yeah, and what you're seeing a lot and again this is not a new thing it's not even a new thing to texas barbecue you guys may be familiar with a little place called snows um snows barbecue has been cooking direct heat from day one uh they cook their chickens and their pork steaks on direct heat they used to do their ribs on direct heat but i think they've they switched mostly to indirect on that and and obviously other places um uh, cooper's barbecue restaurants and in, all the way back to um, indigenous and all the way back to the caribbean likely where uh, barbecue first started but direct heat cooking is a different style of cooking than offset. So for those of you that obviously know, offset, the reason why the word offset is in there is because the fire box, which does usually have flame going, but it also has coals. It's a mix of both. The fire box is set off and it's not underneath the meat. And so what happens is you have a, a flow of air and smoke that flows across the meat and then exits the pit. That's traditional offset. And that's what's most common in Texas barbecue these days. Um, there can be different types of offset pits, like the Buleys, uh, like the Oilers, that may look like they're in a box, possibly direct heat, but they are not direct heat. They are offset, and as such, the heat flows across the meats and out. It does not flow directly from top to bottom. And again, a direct heat pit is exactly that, where the coals are underneath the meat and the heat and flows directly up. Yeah, I mean, of course, the, you know, the direct heat cooking 
has been done for a long time. Low and slow, we've talked about this before, is not the traditional way that, that barbecue was always done. So whether that be whether that was offset cooking that was done at a much higher temperature or direct heat cooking, you know, the meat was cooked fast. It was it was meant to get prepared fast and hopefully sold fast. One of the things that we we've liked, and a lot of these brick pits that you'll see in Lockhart and Luli in those areas, it's it's an offset cooking, but it's done on a much on a much hotter scale, and so you do get some of the properties of a direct heat cook. Whereas you'll have a a more well developed bark on thinner meats like ribs and things like that, but to get that true crunchy sizzled bark that that develops from fat dripping onto coals and coming up and heating and flavoring the meat you've got to have that direct heat cook you have to have those coals underneath that that's providing that and so so some of the places that we've started to see that are doing more of this um evan Leroy, brad robinson that whole crew Leroy and lewis has has really started experimenting a lot with it um brad robinson built a pit specifically for this and and we were fortunate to talk with evan and brad recently about their pit and about what they're cooking on it so let's let's give that a listen all right so we're here with evan Leroy and brad robinson from Leroy and lewis barbecue talking a little bit about direct heat cooking Leroy and lewis has been doing quite a bit of direct heat cooking over the last several months with the pit built by brad so evan start off tell us a little bit about what got you into cooking more direct heat I mean, part of what we want to do generally is just to mix it up and do different things and uh, kind of make what is old new again. Uh, So, you know, direct heat cooking kind of falls under all those things. It's just interesting. It's a different smoke flavor. Um, It's a different method. So kind of keeps us interested and keeps us on our toes, and it also produces some really good food. And Brad, what what kind of proteins do you feel lend themselves well to direct heat cooking honestly everything if they're done properly because anything that's fatty will drip down and hit the coals and just get that very different flavor than uh, offset and uh, we've done pork steaks we've done whole hog we've done goats and lambs and everything everything we put on that pit has come out really well brisket brisket chicken sausage sausage so is there any places that you guys went to maybe in your youth or even recently that kind of you hearken back to when you're doing direct heat cooking or kind of inspires you when you're direct heat cooking? Not necessarily uh, in my youth, but I mean, just the ribs and the pork steak at Snow's, I mean, when they were cooking the ribs direct, just like, it's so good. That, that uh, I mean, that almost grilled flavor is so amazing because it, I mean, it's direct radiant heat. So you also have the have that crisp to it as well. Yeah, one of the things that we've enjoyed, we had a couple of stops over recent weeks where the membrane's so crunchy, you can even eat the dang membrane on the ribs, you know, just yeah. on that direct heat. I mean, we cook our briskets the way we do because it has a crunchy bark, and we look for that textural difference in everything. Sausage has the snap, you know, like ribs, you want like, you know, not like a crunch or anything like that, but, you know, kind of like a little bit of glaze or just everything you want a textural difference on. Almost like a, a bacony. Yeah. edge to them right yeah, so you yeah, got yeah. you got texture throughout different texture exactly and brad tell us a little bit about this pit that you built that you guys have been cooking on this pit came about we were talking about building a whole hog pit for quite a long time and then it was right before what was it red dirt yeah that we needed we needed something to bring because we didn't have any travel pits and we weren't going to bring our 500 out so it was a really quick build I decided to just build this uh, smaller, like, half hog size, which is perfect for what we've been doing. It's perfect for goats and lambs, too. And uh, it's just worked out really well. 
we expected it just to be for like events and travel and stuff, but it's become a part of every day, which is awesome. Yeah. We really wanted, uh, it was funny, the plans for it initially had like this swinging like trompo that came out of it too. Yeah. <laughs> that we were just like, build it, just get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe that'll be the next direct heat pit. We'll have, we'll have the gadgets and the, you know, and you can say go, go gadget pit and something will come out of it. And, but having, having just eaten some of the whole hog that was cooked on that pit, um, it's, it's working wonders. That hog was incredibly good. That's spectacular. I mean, the, the big thing to me is that it's the Leroy and Lewis spin on whole hog. So it's different than Carolina's whole hog. It's, 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 a, it's freaking great. And also uh, a couple of the other folks that have recently gotten into direct heat cooking or back into it as well um, is John Brotherton at Brotherton's Black Iron Barbecue and Liberty Barbecue. Um, he just recently got a pit built by Kerry Bexley of Snows. Um, and also Brett. Yeah, Brett's Backyard Barbecue in Rockdale. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, the, the pictures are great. The, the pit is, is really unique. Sonny Moberg built him a custom um, it's a it has the ability to be a direct or an indirect pit and so he can he can use it utilize it either way that he chooses but it uh it's going to allow him to do more steak nights burgers pork chops you know those sort of things that that lend themselves really well to direct heat cooking so brett's used that a little bit in the early days of his business and he's going to be using it even more going forward and there's other places as well obviously we mentioned snows and cooper's um hard eight there's also uh jake's in Dimebox, Texas, that we went to this most recent weekend, um, and a few others. Any others you can think of? Yeah. Well, let's let's focus on some of the like we talk about the pork steak a lot. It's one of our favorite meats. It's to, to us, it's still an underutilized meat. We love to see it on more barbecue menus, but it's but in direct heat. But yes, but yes, it has to be direct heat. That's that's the way to really get that great crust on it and get that really crispy caramelized fat on the edges of it. Um, but yes, we, we did a, a very pretty pretty interesting, pretty fun run for us uh, this weekend. And we're, you know, we won't. This isn't a recap of that whole barbecue run, but just to let you know where all we went, guys. Um, we did eleven stops over the course of two days. Um, we went to uh, Zimmer Hansel's in Smithville, and that was more just a revisit because we hadn't been there in a long time. And they do a uh, an all beef sausages that we've enjoyed in the past. So we went there. We were in the area, so of course we had to stop by Valentina's and have a really great taco. Um, and then we went to Cooper's in Lando because the focus of this trip mainly was to get some uh, some more experience and exposure to direct heat cooking for this episode. And so we went to Cooper's in Lando, which we'd been to before, but it was a good revisit. Um, they they do a lot of their meats are done on rotisserie these days, but the uh, the cabrito, the goat that they do, is still done on direct uh, direct charcoal cooking. And so we did get some of the cabrito and got to try that, and that was it's a unique flavor. I, I'd like to see it on more menus, and I'd like to see some of these modern guys do a more modern preparation with it just because i think it's a it would be something different that you could get on barbecue menus and cooper's also famous for their pork chop the big pork chop we just literally could not fit that in our our stomachs but um it's another it's another protein obviously it's pork but it's another it's another style of cut that does really well in direct heat right you know and then from there we went to castell general store a small town in texas they do barbecue on saturdays um, direct heat cooking as well, burnt, you know, wood burnt down to coals, shoveled underneath, you know, underneath the meat on the pit. And then, uh, you know, everything's cooked direct. The brisket's cooked direct, the ribs, the pork steak, everything they do is cooked direct. And if you've never had direct heat brisket, you should try it at least once because it's a completely different experience. Um, it's not our preferred method for eat for brisket cooking. 
Um, it, it definitely lends a different flavor profile to a brisket. I've had a couple of briskets that were pretty good done direct heat um, that I did enjoy. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of them just they, they just suffer under that type of circumstance. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different experience. Um, so from there, from uh, Castell, we went over to Ronnie's in Johnson City. Uh, Ronnie's Ice House Barbecue, they do direct heat cooking as well. Um, we had some pork steak there and some turkey there. And we went on to uh, Blackboard Barbecue, who we did an interview with, um, did a really fun episode with them. That they are, they're more of a modern style. Yeah, they, they use an oiler rotisserie. Um, so it's, it's, it's a different style, but a great place to visit. Just some beautiful roads out in Texas. And, you know, one of the things that we love to do is explore Texas and drive around, even if we're in an SUV this time. I'm going to come back in, in the Miata probably. Uh, but if you're on a motorcycle or you've got a sports car, um, definitely it's, it's a fun place to go visit. It's about 30 miles from um, Lukenbach. And so there's a lot to do out there. It's not far from Kerrville. You can go see Stonehenge 2, which is in Kerrville in the right. Eastern Island Heads. You know, you know me and my uh, kitschy side road stops. But uh, there's there's plenty to do out in that area as well. Lots of breweries and distilleries, um, also wineries. So there's it's a great part of the state. It's it's really nice seeing a barbecue joint in that location. Um, I, I think it's a lot of fun to go to. Uh, but then we we kept driving after that. Yeah, and we went back into Austin and went to Laura and Lewis because it's very hard to be in Austin and not go to Laura and Lewis because they're always doing something new and exciting and interesting and, and delicious. And uh, we, we got to try Evan's Whole Hog for the first time, which was amazing, uh, very unique. And we, as you know, we've gotten very much into Whole Hog over the last several months uh, you know, with our tours to Carolina. And again, it ties right back into the direct heat cooking. So all, all, all you guys in, in Tennessee and the Carolinas are all like, you guys are just now figuring out the direct heat cooking is good. <laughs> right, and, and they, they use it on that new pit from Brad. And, and, um, and not too new, but it's uh, on the newer pit from Brad. And it just it works so well with pork and it works so well with whole hog. Uh, but they do a little finishing to it that's a little bit different. Uh, but they also chopped up the, the skin in with the pork. Um, and they had those um, irresistible uh, pork skins, fried pork skins. Yeah, the crispy ranch pork skins that they do. Um, and just Leroy and Lewis, is just, they're they're such a creative team, and they, and they they put so much thought into all the food that goes on your plate. Um, and and the uh, the whole hog was definitely no different. It, it had a, a different finishing sauce than we've ever had on a whole hog before. But the, you know the flavor of the meat still shined through, and the and the sauce helped accent all of it. And it was just really great as always. And then uh, we. Well, we also got to sneak a bite of the next day's hog that they were cooking right then and um, yeah. you know, un, kind of unadulterated, pure whole hog, and that was also just really damn tasty. Yeah, that, that, that place is just, it's hard to beat. <laughs> and then we, we finished off the night up at Style Switch, and we had uh, brisket and ribs and a pitcher of beer, because what better way to finish the night than that? And uh, had some really, really good brisket from Style Switch last night. I mean, it, it's it's really tantamount to the state of barbecue in Texas. We started eating at, was it 8 or 8.30? I, I believe our first stop was right after 8 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, right at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, we had several places before noon. Um, I think four places, think maybe so, five yeah. before noon. Um, and then we were able to eat at uh, 7 o'clock at night and at 8.30, almost 9 o'clock at night. And, and very honestly... The, the quality of the barbecue was just as good as it can and should be in the middle of the day. The, the, the concept of 
barbecue in Texas, especially the popular barbecue, is only available during lunch. That, that's just out the door. There's so many places that you can get it now and into the evening. It's 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 an embarrassment of riches. It's awesome and it's it's just great to see. Yeah, I mean, to, you know, we were in you know South Congress, the southern part of Austin, at night had great barbecue. Went to the northern part of Austin at night had great barbecue. I mean, it's 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 a real treat for gluttons like us to be able to get to do that and and you know we got to chat with Bron Hughes for a few minutes and and he, he's always you know a fascinating guy to talk to um, just such a great history and experience in barbecue um, and just the, you know the customer service at Styles was phenomenal and just really enjoyed the visit a ton um, stayed in Austin that you know, last night and then this morning got up to do some more eating and some more direct heat experience and so that leads us back to where where Brian was touching on Jake's barbecue in Dimebox Texas which is very small town um, they are open Sundays only cash only um, direct heat cooking and he's cooking with charcoal and lump lump charcoal yeah. but it, and it is mesquite yes. which I also like with with direct heat I do like mesquite yep it was it was mesquite lump charcoal and we had he does a housemade sausage uh, we had pork steak and we had ribs and I enjoyed every single thing that we ate at Jake's it was really an enjoyable spot it's one of those that um, you weren't expecting it to be that good and it and it really was they're only open on Sundays but um, it's it's definitely worth the trip out there um, it's not too far away Dimebox is a neat little Texas town and it's close to some other stops that you can make uh, but really good and and we were using you know credit to Daniel Vaughn and Texas Monthly we we're using his, his pork steak list to uh, to knock some of these out as well um, so that led us to our final pork steak stop yep. at least Oh, and we need to we need to point out Jake's opens at 8:30 in the morning on Sundays, and our understanding is they sell out fairly quickly. So it's it's like a snows. I mean, you know, I don't think there's a line and things like that. But from that standpoint, I wouldn't show up there at noon expecting to get everything on the menu. It is an earlier stop. Um, it's a very very small pit with a very small capacity. Yes. So yeah, definitely, it's not like there's a line of people a mile long. But right. to your point, in a lot of these really really small Texas towns, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, I I don't know how many. I think they were already out of chicken, I think, when we got there, when they opened, basically. Yeah, I mean, we got there, they, they'd been open, I think, 30 minutes when we got there, and I think they were already out of chicken. But, but yes, it was it was a really enjoyable stop. It was one of the better pork steaks that we've had in quite a while, um, and we're, we're definitely going to be back there. Um, and then our next stop was Mattis Pit Barbecue in Caldwell, Texas, which is really close to Jake's as well. Um, had a little pork steak, and they do a house-made sausage as well that we tried. And from there, it was on to uh, Brett's Backyard Barbecue in Rockdale, Texas, which Brett's been on our show. You hopefully are familiar with Brett. Um, he does a really good job out in Rockdale doing, uh, you know, more, again, this is not the direct heat, although Brett will be doing more and more direct heat barbecue as, as the days go by. But yeah, we had brisket and ribs, and uh, let's talk about that Nutter Butter banana pudding for a second. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we've been we've been friends of Brett and eating Brett's barbecue for some time now well well before he opened up this location and uh, he's recently added a nutter butter banana pudding and you just you have to get it it was so good that i had to I, we were going to take some home we just kept eating we couldn't stop eating it and i still bought some to take home yeah it, it was really good and every, you know brett's everything brett does is quality um, so that was an, yet another really good stop and a really good cap of the day. Um, but again, the, we, we stayed away from brisket for most of the trip. And we, we wanted to focus on direct heat cooking and the meats that we felt lent itself well to direct heat cooking. Uh, eight four, four out of 11 stops yeah. were brisket. Everything, or vice versa, right? Um, seven out of them were non-brisket. 
yeah, I mean, we, we really wanted to focus on what what we think will do well on direct heat cooks and what we in our experience from eating that has done well on direct heat cooks and, and ribs do really well. Um, it, it's a definitely a different rib flavor profile than you're probably used to on your offset cooking uh, that you might be familiar with, but it's it's really good and it's really it's a more simplistic. You don't get a lot. There none of these direct heat places that we had ribs from do any sort of sweet glaze or anything like that. It's a very simple rub, and it's just but it's a really nice texture and a really good rib. Yeah, it's it's definitely something to try again. It's it's a different style of barbecue. Don't go in thinking the same thing. In most places, in most cases, we do not recommend ordering the brisket from Direct Heat unless they cook it on an offset um, because it, it just lends itself better to the other products. Um, but if they have um, if they have ribeyes, absolutely get ribeyes too. But if they have uh, pork chops, pork chops a good idea to get there. Um, pork ribs, sausages as well. Usually they'll, they'll run those kind of offset a little bit. You don't want to do sausage purely in a Direct Heat. Uh, but also, of course, pork steak. And if you're not familiar, just as a reminder, what is pork steak? Pork steak is a pork butt or a pork shoulder, that, you know, the, where, you, where you'd get pork butt from or pulled pork from. Um, but what but it's done is it's sliced in. Usually, we, you know, we like to see it as a thicker slice, about a two-inch thick slice um, with the bone attached. And, and it needs that thickness to be able to withstand some of the direct heat cooking that's gonna undergo to where you will get that nice sear, but it won't dry out. And we've had some thinner cut boneless pork steaks and they just tend to be very dry. It's very hard to keep something like that juicy. So a nice th- about two inch thick cut pork steak that's cut directly from the pork butt, that is that is where your pork steaks come from. And, and what I like about it is that, that the, the butt, which is really the shoulder, has nothing to do with the butt of the pig, that's called the ham. Uh, but the butt, which, which it was how it was canned and, and barreled in the past is where I got the name from. But the, um, the actual cut itself, it does, it does have some fattiness to it. It has some fatty cross sections in it. And, you know, it, consider it kind of like, I guess the best thing is it's kind of like a pork ribeye, really. It's, it's not like a pork chop. It has a lot more juiciness and a lot more fat running through it flavor than a pork chop it's a lot better than a pork chop to me it's almost like a pork chop's almost like white meat chicken and a pork steak's almost like dark meat chicken it's just it's a richer flavor for me and then a lot of that has to do of course with the fat that's running throughout on the pork steak but uh we really enjoy it and you're seeing direct heat cooking not even just barbecue but some of some more fine dining or, or what some may call hipster type restaurants you're starting to see them experiment more with hearth cooked things um, it may even be vegetables it's not always even meat uh, brewer's table is a restaurant that we're really interested in in austin that we're going to try to get to sooner than later that are doing a lot of smoked grilled direct heat cooked items um, different meat preparations different cuts of meat I think it's probably worth mentioning as well is that, that that's what Evan is doing is they're breaking down the hogs themselves or butchering the hogs um, and doing different things with the different cuts of meat um, as well. And, and so it's it's great. And, and kind of tying back into that, one of the other things across the country that direct heat is popular for cooking is whole hog, half hog, but is hogs and, and pork as well. But you see that mostly in North Carolina, but as we've talked about, it's coming to Texas and you're seeing it more and more in Texas. Yeah. And, you know, bangers is the, you know the shiny example right now in texas of it because they're doing it pretty much full time now where they're doing the whole burn down to coals hog cooked under the coals type of cooking 
and, and we welcome it. It's it's great for for people to get those different experiences. And again, people need to remember that as as much as everyone loves to be a native Texan and born and bred, there are a lot of transplants from different parts of the country where that may be the type of cooking they grew up with, the type of barbecue that they're used to. So it's going to be nice for anyone that was from the Carolinas now living in Texas. They now get to get a little more slice of home when they you know when they go and see some of these direct heat cooks. And you're seeing it more and more often. Um, I mean, Reveille, along with Wade Elkins, they're doing a series of pop-ups that are whole hog. Patrick Fegis, of course, was was my first experience with whole hog in Texas. I mean, he continues to do special events with that. Um, and uh, Jim Buchanan's doing a whole hog cook here recently soon as well. Yeah, and so it's it's growing and growing, and, and we really do think you're going to see more of it in the coming months and, and years in Texas, As again, as we touched on. You've got so many creative people in the barbecue world these days that, that really want to experiment and push the boundaries. And we love the traditions of barbecue and of Central Texas barbecue and all those things. And those aren't going away anytime soon. But this is just another element of what Texas barbecue has been and is becoming again. And we, we definitely welcome it and we're excited about it. Yeah, both an evolution and a resurgence of a, a cooking style from the past. Um, and brought to with new new folks and new techniques. Um, really, a lot of fun, a lot of exciting in Texas barbecue with direct heat cooking. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna keep exploring it. We're, we we may even start experimenting with cooking it a little bit ourselves here in the future. You know, we, we need to get a vessel to do that, and, and that's a whole other you know eight thousand ideas we probably got that who knows when they're gonna happen. But uh, we're definitely gonna keep trying to. You know, bring more of it to you to the show. If we find more more people that we think are, are doing a really good job of it, enjoying it, we're going to try to bring those people to the show uh, and and showcase more of that as well. And if you've got anyone you know that's experimenting with direct heat cooking, let us know. And we, you know, we're we're always looking for new avenues and new ways to explore different uh, types of barbecues. Yeah, if you catch them out there on the road and they're cooking on those direct heat pits and you like what uh, they're serving, let us know and we'll try to check them out. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right. Catch you on the next one.